Hello everyone. Welcome to episode number 11 of Starting to Know Business podcast with your host Ishu Singh. If you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, Starting to Know Business podcast is about exploring the unexplored depths of the business world because you are always learning in the business world. If you're listening to this podcast not for the very first time, but for the second time, third time, that means that you like me. You like our podcast. So you need to leave a review. You know the power of reviews? Like you might have come across Amazon products, so you buy the products based on the reviews, not much based on the description. You didn't buy my product, but you listen to my podcast. It will be a special gesture from your side for me, and I will really appreciate it. I'm all about you. This podcast is all about you. So, I would really appreciate your review. Thank you so much. If you want to learn more about me, go to www.issuesing.com. I S H U S I N G H.com. You can go to my this website and you will learn what I'm doing, my YouTube channel, my podcast and many other things that I'm doing. If you want to sponsor this podcast, hit me a message on my website and I will get in touch with you as soon as possible. Thank you so much. B2C means business to consumers, B2B means business to business. So today I have a guest that is targeting B2B customers. So what we do when we have to talk about okay, let's do a meeting online. What comes into your mind? Zoom. So when we have to talk about B2B payments, Veeam is the word that should come into your mind or is already coming in the mind of thousands of people. Veeam is a massive brand trusted by 200,000 businesses across the world. It's available in 110 countries backed by Google Ventures, Silicon Valley Bank, Goldman Sachs and many others. So this was about the company Veeam. Let's talk about the person who is behind Veeam. the ceo of veeam marvin forsley hi marvin welcome to the pod well, thank you thanks for having me yeah no problem so marvin tell us about veeam yeah veeam is a really simple way for uh, businesses to pay and get paid around the world we uh, are a wire replacement type service uh, think of it like venmo or square cash or you know zelle for businesses that type of uh, experience Um we are in 110 countries 50 plus currencies we have uh, just over 200,000 businesses on the platform mm-hmm. and they all like you know the experience itself like a really simple way to move money around the e- around the world all by email so how does it work so it is a web app or a phone app or people are tr- receiving the money within app so it's app to app transaction or the money will come directly to the bank account they they receive uh depending on the country they're in there's sort of multiple methods of of receiving mm-hmm. uh the bulk of it goes on a bank account uh to the straight to their bank account so for example in the uh situation you use in india you would elect to use inr and money will deposit in your in your account mm-hmm. you could also choose to keep the money in a wallet uh, mm-hmm. or depending on the country you might be able to receive uh the funds uh, on uh, on a on a debit card uh, the the bank account associated with your debit card so we have multiple methods of moving money uh to to an account and marvin i'm curious i wanted to ask you from a marketing and branding point of view so why did you choose the name as veem yeah veem is basically uh, you know very easy exchange of money uh-huh. uh, that's the the short uh, uh the acronym for it 
and uh, it's it's motion, um, and so it's, a, it's also a verb. So you can okay. say vima, uh -huh. and so it's a combination of, you know, the, the fact that it's a verb, and then second, it's just you know symbolizes what vima is, which is you know easy exchange of money. So you came across with the word vim, or someone from your family, or is there any history behind it? Like what happened? How did you come across the name vim? We had actually. Um, uh, sourced the uh, the name from staff members. We had like a contest where folks had different uh, ideas around names, mm -hmm. and then we had a company that helped us, um, you know, select a, a shortlist and verify that you know the URL is available and trademarks and all that stuff. And then we we basically executed on it after. Cool name, cool name, Veeam. Take me to the initial days. So how was the initial days? Like, okay, you came up with the idea that you wanted to start company. Not at that time, you didn't know that, okay, you wanted to name the company as Veeam, but I got it. You got the idea, okay, you wanted to start this company. So what was the next step? You started looking for the team or you started developing the product on your own. So how was those days? Like, take me to that stage. We we started in uh, yeah in late 2014. Um, we we uh, I, I used to run uh, e-commerce for Western Union. Um, I uh, left Western Union at the time. Had um, not exactly sure what I wanted to do, but then over time we had this concept uh, that started to to develop. Um, and and really the the key uh, thing that we wanted to solve for is is making it really simple for cross-border payments to happen similar to the way you buy coffee in a store. You, you just don't think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so at the time, uh, we, uh, I had met uh, a co-founder that was uh, uh, technical and developed the initial uh, code. Um, and we had a number of people join us from startups I've worked with in the past. Mm -hmm. So Veeam ended up becoming a regrouping of different uh, folks from different startups that I've been in. Uh, and we kind of set up the initial version of the product, got the first set of customers. And then from there, it became like a process of optimization of every time you get a customer, you really uh, make changes to the product to make it better and make it simpler and, and it's constant. Uh, and so we, uh, what we do now is very similar to what we did in the past, just larger numbers. And, and the methodology though is the same, get feedback from the customer, factor that feedback into what the product should do and then roll it back out to the customers so that they can see some of the uh, some of the asks they had for us. So Marwan, I can say that the initial journey was bootstrap, right? Yeah, for the first, uh, I mean, until it was basically um, bootstrapped until we had um, sort of the MVP product mm -hmm. uh, in place. Mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of like a couple of customers, um, we then uh, raised initial money mm -hmm. uh, to develop it further, call it like seed money. Mm -hmm. uh, and then from there, uh, you know, once we had enough customers and the product started to become, you know, um, more mature, we, we, we had raised series A. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Marwan, it was like that, okay, you came up with the idea, you started developing the product, you developed the MVP, you got initial few customers, and then at that time, you started looking for the money because you wanted to develop more of that product, right? So how much money has been raised so far? Um, so far, just over 70 million. Mm -hmm. 
Oh wow, congrats. Big number. Yes. So yeah, I want the listeners to also understand that raising the money is not easy, but also managing the money is not easy also. Like he raised 70 million dollars. Marwan raised 70 million dollars in order to manage 70 million dollars, you need to have skills, right Marwan? It is uh, it is a process both raising money as well as deploying the capital to make sure that there's returns to the investment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's yeah, it's uh, it's always a full cup, just you know, full of different things. So Marwan, like raising the money is not easy at all. So how was the process for you? So you had some kind of warm introductions to the investors, and you pitched there, and then you came across, okay, yeah. Uh, so this is gonna be the next step, and this is how you can raise the money. So I want to understand the process because it, the raising the money is really hard, I, unless the person is coming from the accelerators or incubators, and then at that time you can build connections on the way. But if you are going directly, so it's gonna be hard. So. uh how want to, i want to learn from you so how was your process so did you come across someone in your in your professional life and then you pitched and like how it all went for you so i want to learn from you yeah i mean it's a combination of uh, folks i've had met in the past from my previous startups um warm introductions from people i know mm-hmm. and um generally like you know just partly listening also to the feedback on the pitches uh, so that uh, you can optimize them along the way um so it's a, it's a, it's a multi touch process um mm-hmm. that requires uh, quite a bit of you, you know understanding who would be best uh as a as a potential investor mm-hmm. and how do you constantly refine and optimize the story to better attract um you know investors are interested in the company raising the money is also a very time consuming process right marvin so it takes days and nights of work and it doesn't work like that okay you came up with the idea and you approach the investor and they're going to give you a check right away it takes a process it's a, sometimes it's a long term game because if the investor if the investor is not familiar with you is has not seen any kind of past record it's going to be hard for that person to give you a check right marvin it's a, it's a long term game it's it takes time to raise the money Oh yeah, I mean this is uh if you're doing startups um you know don't expect a quick hit. Uh you, you're you're really into a marathon here and uh and you got to be set up to deal with uh long-term sustainability and and the ability to be persistent and stay um you know stay on path because it's a long journey. And Marwan I came across uh some of the information that you're using blockchain technology for your product. Is that right? that's correct yeah we have a concept called multi rail um so think of it like a a router that routes between different rails mm-hmm. we use five different methods we use our bank accounts in a bunch of countries where we have veem accounts and veem balance and you know money in the bank accounts um we use third party providers we use a blockchain mm-hmm. we use uh visa and mastercard rails and then we also use swift and so we go in and out between them um depending on what's best for the user we obviously do not uh you know or pre- prefer not to use as much swift because it's the most um complex one out of all of them mm-hmm. but in general um we have multitude of rails that we optimize the rail based on whatever is best for the user 
sounds like a very complex technology from a backend point of view. Yeah, the back back office of it is is complex. Yes, and and the IP uh, required to manage the various settings and go in, in and out between them uh, generally is uh, you know complex logic. Okay, okay. So how are the transactions getting approved so quickly? Like in in sometimes in some minutes and few seconds. Like how this is happening? Is there something proprietary from the backend system? It depends. It depends on the setting. It depends on the countries, corridors, amounts. Uh-huh. Um, so sometimes it can happen real time. So uh-huh. for example, if you're receiving money on a wallet or you're receiving money on on a bank account associated with your debit card, um, you know that that is instant. If you're receiving money into your bank account, um, then it, it really depends on the country you're in and the amount. Um, so, you know, that can go anywhere from same day to next day to situations where it could take even a couple of days to get the money in. But that tends to be for, you know, larger amounts and, and more sort of long tail countries. Mm-hmm. Generally, it's same day to next day service in general. So Marvin, can you take me to the whole process? So what happens if I want to send money to some other business? So what is going to be the first step, second step? So I'll take me to the whole process. Like how does it work? Yeah. So so let's say you're, you know, a company in um, New York and you want to send money to another uh, company um, in France. Mm-hmm. So the company in New York would, uh, set up an account on Veeam. It takes like, you know, two minutes. You just need the, uh, business name, business address, uh, the bank account number you want to associate with your profile. Um, and then a couple of pieces of information to validate that, you know, this is the business, um, that business is real and it exists typically like tax ID. Um, so once you set up that account, uh, you log in, there's two things you could do. You either can send money or request money. When you send the money, what you need is the email address of the receiver mm-hmm. in France. So the, the email address of the receiving company mm-hmm. and the amount of money that you owe them. So let's say you have an invoice and the invoice is like, you know, $5,000 USD. Mm-hmm. Then what you do is you uh, essentially uh, um, pick up the invoice, log in, enter the email address, of the receiving party mm-hmm. and the you know five thousand dollar usd that you owe and you hit send that's it the entire thing is like 10 seconds and the reason is 10 seconds because there's two fields that you have to fill the email address and the amount and once you do that the message goes out to the receiver in uh, france that hey you're getting money um how would you like to accept that money and once, once the receiver accepts it, then we start picking up the money from one country, depositing in the other country. And and initially, like uh, when you launched a product, so it was kind of a like a trust issues from the from the customers because like the customers might be wondering like, okay, they are only filling some of the information like email ID and like basic stuff. And is their money going to be safe? Were there any kind of issues because you created something unique, like a process is pretty seamless. So how was the reactions like when the product was initially launched? Were there any kind of problems that where you needed to explain more to the customers who were pretty new to this kind of process? Well, we, we designed it so that it's totally different than what you get today from Bankwire. Yeah. And, and that's by design. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, generally um, customers that use Beam love the simplicity of the product mm -hmm. and love the fact that it's also secure in that um, you're not necessarily keeping track of the receiver's bank account information and entering them on the system. You, you just, all you need is the email and the receiver onboards themselves and you don't have to manage all the bank account information on the various recipients you have. They just manage it by themselves. Mm -hmm. And people like that, especially also the receiver, the receiver likes it because they're not giving their bank account information to the sender. Mm -hmm. And they're also, um, you know, getting better tracking on the transactions. So both parties, the sender and the receiver can see every single step along the way when we move money. Kind of similar to, you know, FedEx. You know how you track a shipment on FedEx? Yeah, yeah. S same idea. We uh, have a tracker that... Uh, gets you to essentially track every single step of the way from the sender to the receiver. And every time money moves, it updates both ends, the sending side and the receiving end. Also, the system is integrated into accounting systems like QuickBooks Zero and NetSuite. Mm -hmm. You know, that is a model where the data ends up getting integrated into your accounting system, so it all auto-reconciles. These are all situations where you know, fundamentally it starts with a simple user experience, like I just need the email and the amount, mm -hmm. but then it starts to build from there where you can get tracking, transpar transparency on foreign exchange, integration into accounting systems, the ability to reconcile and connect payments to data. These are all benefits of the system. And of course, cost savings compared to what you get today from the banks. Okay, okay. And Marvin, this integration part has to be done by like the your company or it's going to be done by the company who is buying the software or it's going to be done by the, the other company like if your software is going to integrate with QuickBooks. So QuickBooks is, is going to do the integration with your product. So how does it work? Now, if you have a QuickBooks account mm -hmm. and you want to use Veeam, you mm -hmm. could essentially connect your uh, QuickBooks, you can connect Veeam to your QuickBooks account mm -hmm. and essentially uh, start using it so that um, w whatever you do in Veeam ends up being logged in in uh, in, in QuickBooks and vice versa. Um, so it's a two-way sync. Uh, same thing for Zero, and, and then same thing more integrated actually with NetSuite where, you know, when you have the NetSuite uh, bill up and you want to pay it, Veeam shows up on the bill itself and then you click from there, it takes the data from NetSuite, sends the money to the recipient. Oh. Same thing on the receiver end. If the receiver, uh, for example, is a QuickBooks customer, you know, it automatically takes the data and moves it into your QuickBooks account so you can reconcile on the receiver end. Okay, okay. I like the smoothness of the process. So uh, what are your thoughts about B2B as a payment category? Like, have are you noticing any kind of trends happening due to this COVID um, like anything, any unusual thing? Yeah, everything is unusual in these times, but any trends that you have noticed specifically? Anything that you want to share with us? Yeah, I mean, in general, B2B as a, as a sector is one of the um, top sectors, I'd say, that uh, has a lot of room to, to become uh, a flagship area for, for change. Um, generally, anything cross-border is uh, there, there's a lot of room for optimization and B2B in particular because that's an industry that has not seen innovation for a long period of time. Um, specifically, with, with regards to the current time we're we're in, you, you know we've um, uh, 
we've actually had, uh, you know, a fairly uh, strong growth during COVID. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that has to do with the type of customers that Veeam has. Like we have a lot of e-commerce, online businesses, uh, supply chain, import, export. I mean, these businesses have been doing, have been doing well throughout the pandemic. So the, um, the ones that have, you know, had a, you know, tougher times are like businesses that require physical exchange of goods and services, like, you know, like a restaurant, like a gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't have, uh, we don't have that many of them on the platform. Um, and so we, we've just, you know, had a lot of uh, uh, e-commerce businesses that have seen um, benefit from the disruption actually, because the shift of, of spend has shifted online. Yep, yep. This is a, a pretty unusual time. And like small businesses are trying to go online. Like I'm living in Toronto, so uh, government support is available. Government is supporting the small businesses to go online with more faster pace. They are providing the tools and everything like that. So, and you are almost like telling the exact same scenario that you are noticing uh, with your business, right? Like uh, everything is going to be online pretty soon. Not everything, but yeah. I would say most of the products, most of the services will be available online. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I mean, the twins, and, and Veeam is not the only one actually um, having the same experience. If you think of, uh, you know, PayPal had guidance to the, to the street and they're seeing, you know, high volume. Uh, if you look at Shopify, Amazon, Etsy, I mean, all the online uh, businesses have done incredibly well um, because that you know the the, the shift is is uh, quite large in terms of spend shifting to online. Yeah, Shopify is one of the big example. Like they are going all over the place, like bringing new awesome tools that can help the and that can help some any kind of merchant. Like even you're very at very small scale, you're just starting out. You are at scale, they can still help you out. So Shopify, yeah. And Marvin, where can we learn more about you and your business, Veeam? Yeah, it's veeam.com. Um, there is, uh, you know, information on the product and the value proposition. It's really easy to sign up and, to, and you know, try it out. And customers use us to pay, um, you, you know, suppliers to pay labor, uh, move money between their own bank accounts. Uh, they use us to collect money from uh, buyers around the world and you know some customers even use us you know for their own personal needs so it's a it's a utility to help with uh, payments uh, globally and and domestically as well thank you so much marvin for coming to the pod today it means a lot thank you thank you thanks for having me